0: He messed with my sister, so I messed with his life. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. My sibling was visiting me from our country of origin for my wedding. They had flown for many hours, all as a teenager, in order to represent our family at the small wedding planned. My sibling is the sweetest and kindest human to exist. They had been dating their teenage sweetheart, henceforth known as Jerkface, for about two years. I hated Jerkface from the moment I met him. He didn't treat my sibling right. He was unfaithful, and he was already on a very, very short leash in my mind. Anyways, my sibling and I went sightseeing, went out clubbing, shopped. got married, blah, blah, blah. It was great. Until one morning, I wake up to find my sibling in tears after being up all night long. I'd come to find out that Jerkface had dumped my sibling over Facebook and admitted to cheating on her and was already Facebook official with the cheating partner. Remember, my sibling was a teen, so the Facebook official thing really was a punch to the gut. Needless to say, I lost it. My sibling was due to fly home the next day. Jerkface wasn't even grown up enough to break up with my sibling face to face. First order of business, go into the city, get absolutely wrecked, and cause some mayhem. Accomplish that mission, get my sibling on the flight back home, and begin plotting my destruction of Jerkface. Now, Jerkface was not only on a short leash with me. He was on a short leash with his school and his mother for his usage of pot. I knew this, and I used this. It was his last year of school, so I wanted to ensure he would be expelled and ruin his chances of any decent university. I also wanted to make good on his mom's promise to kick him out should he get caught with pot again. Two birds, one stone and that one stone would be a brilliantly crafted email detailing his drug-related transgressions and where to find pot in his car which would be parked on school property and did I ever kill both birds my plan worked smoothly and brilliantly my sibling called me freaking out asking if I had done something as jerkface had blamed them for it I feigned innocence and said I'm all the way 10,000 kilometers away How could I have done anything? I'm waiting until my next visit home to beat him up. Jerkface was thrown out of his mother's home and had to live with his crappy dad. He was also expelled from school. He did not finish and was not able to start university on time. I cackled for ages. I'm laughing now, years later. I finally did admit to my sibling that it was me. My sibling slapped me, but they did laugh. For those wondering, my sibling has the career of their dreams now, is in grad school, and is marrying a wonderful human who worships the ground they walk on. As for Jerkface? face last i heard his life was in the gutter screw that guy i wish i'd done more what a jerk well it sounds like he carried out his plan with ruthless efficiency at least and it does sound like this guy had it coming sure he was just a teenager and all but after being with someone for what sounds like at least a couple of years you could have at least done them the decency of breaking up with them in person this sounds more like his girlfriend was away for a little while and he hooked up with someone else and decided that's what he wanted now and took the really slimy way out of just sending them a message saying it's over and just immediately moving on of course the sibling is going to be left hurt, and very understandable for the brother to want to stand up for them. Did we go a little overboard? I don't know. Does sound like this one action could have had a large impact on this kid's life. Since we only got a small glimpse of the full story here, I'm sure there was more going on behind the scenes that probably justified this action though. My prick of a boss got destroyed during a party. This is a story a colleague told me a few days ago. He's an older fellow who's not shy and quite proud of his labor intensive work background. My colleague was a seaman in his youth, working on a bunch of ships from Oceania and Asia to South America. He worked on several ships from different companies and countries, but after he got married, he quit the sea and now works as a security guy in some lame office from nine to five. This event happened in the eighties in Oceania, where he was working on a fishing ship with a crew of 35 to 45 seamen. About 15 of the seamen were from the same country him and others from neighboring countries as well, but the bosses were from the parent company. Amongst all the bosses, the vice manager is the biggest prick. He has anger issues, repeatedly bullies workers, and even assaulted them from time to time. If a worker wasn't fast enough, he'd often hit them on the head with an iron tool. All of the workers did wear hard hats, but even so. It was also common for this vice manager to fight and smack workers who didn't dare to challenge him or even fight back. Again, the workers spoke different languages, and we were working in the middle of the sea, far from land. After several months at sea, almost everybody on the ship has been harassed by the vice manager. Even my colleague, who's a quiet person who doesn't talk a lot. For some reason over the last week, however, the vice manager kept messing with my colleague every chance he got. My colleague never complained when there was work to do and never failed to do it, which made him liked by the other managers. Vice manager seemed to dislike that a low-level seaman was liked by the other managers, and even the captain. During the harassment, the vice Vice manager kept complaining about my colleague's work, hitting him on the head, cursing, spitting, and even trying to start fights. He even accused my colleague of stealing some cigarettes and ship supplies. That, however, didn't get anywhere as the captain and other managers sided with my colleague. This harassment went on until my colleague finally got to the point where his blood was boiling, and he really wanted to smack the vice manager without telling anybody. Now for the revenge. One day, the ship got a big catch, so the whole crew worked hard and called it a day. These ships usually don't work the day after a big catch as their storage would be full and everybody had worked hard the day before. Usually there'd be a party on the ship. They'd gather in the common room, singing, eating, drinking, a lot of drinking, a lot of the time until they dropped. This is important later. The vice manager got drunk and started harassing others and talking crap, screaming, and things like that. But with everybody being drunk, it was nothing weird. My colleague, however, seeing how drunk the vice manager was getting, decides to hint obviously to him that he needs to pee outside that night. So he tells everybody that he's going to the loo and heads out to the deck. The vice manager obviously sees him and tries to follow him secretly to the deck so nobody knows. My colleague knew that the vice manager would follow him, but acted like he didn't know that he was being followed, so vice manager would keep following him to the side of the ship in the back. When he got to the back rail, my colleague acted like he was peeing on the deck when suddenly the vice manager attacked him from behind with an iron tool. This time, my colleague saw the attack coming and decided to fight back. Now they were both punching and hitting each other on the deck. One important thing to remember here is that my colleague didn't get drunk at the party like the vice manager did. So, unlike the vice manager, my colleague had full use of his abilities, making the fight very one-sided. When my colleague had beaten the vice manager halfway to the ground, he grabbed the vice manager's shirt and trousers and threw him into the ocean in the middle of the cold night. My colleague spotted the vice manager's shoes lying on the deck where they'd fallen off during the fight and quickly threw them into the ocean too. He returned to his room, panicking, shivering, and tried to sleep as the ship kept sailing that night. The next morning, the crew went back to work as normal and my colleague returned to his work as usual. By 10 a.m., one of the other managers is looking for the vice manager, but can't find him. So he reported him missing to the captain. No one could remember seeing him after the party, and he wasn't in any of the rooms. So the ship was brought to a stop, and the crew was instructed to search for him in every corner. My colleague even took part, even though he knew he was nowhere to be found. Everybody was questioned on his whereabouts, except my colleague, as he was less likely to know or even have anything to do with him, especially as he was considered a quiet man. The captain also took into account that everybody was drunk that night, especially the vice manager, as he was known to be a heavy drinker. So the captain assumed that the vice manager might have fallen into the ocean that night on his own without anybody knowing. The crew continued their work that day and the captain might have reported to shore about the missing vice manager, but that's it. Without the vice manager on board, working conditions were a lot better. No harassment, no bullying, nobody fighting, and all of the seamen were happy the vice manager was no longer there. My colleague, decided to quit after this incident, but years later he started working on a ship again in a different country. So what do you guys think? Who's the jerk in this story? Um, I was really hoping there was going to be some kind of follow-up as to what happened to him. Did your colleague just kill a guy? Because that's kind of what it sounds like. Really makes it hard to side with them in this case. I'll be honest, guys. I'm really taken aback by this one. Based on the information we have from the story, there's two conclusions we can come to. Either one, he killed the vice manager. Or two, the vice manager was later found. If we're assuming number one then this is completely going overboard, no pun intended, don't get me wrong the vice manager is very clearly a jerk, literally assaulting people with weapons unprovoked and for almost no reason. And if you wanted to turn around and beat the crap out of him one night, I totally understand that. But taking that final step is just going too far, no matter what. Now, we don't know where they were. Maybe they were relatively close to land and the guy would have been able to swim maybe, but he was also very drunk apparently and just had the crap kicked out of him. I'm thinking he probably didn't get far. Even if he did survive, it seems like the protagonist of our story still had the intention for him to not come back. I don't know. I can't get behind this one. There were other options. There were other answers to this problem. That's really about all I can say on that. My future mother-in-law thinks she can fix my relationship with my father. He quickly proves her wrong. My father has many faults. I am well aware of these and therefore tend to keep our interactions private. I still love him, and I've developed a system to keep him from screwing me over. When my fiancé asked me to marry him, I said yes, and then I went and privately told my dad about it. We had a nice dinner with my fiancé, and that was that. My future mother-in-law wanted to have an engagement party. I was fine with that, I just requested that she not invite my father. I explained that we had a strained relationship, and that I preferred to keep him at a distance, and she agreed. I guess she thought she knew better than me. She wanted to fix our relationship, and the first step was inviting him to her home for a party with alcohol. When I met my dad for dinner, I specifically chose a restaurant that didn't have a liquor license, and we went right after to work. His car is a breathalyzer built in to make it start. I know what would happen otherwise. When I saw my dad there, my stomach flipped. I asked her what was going on, and she said that a good daughter would want her dad there on this important day. I asked her to please make him leave. She said I was being rude. I went over to my dad and asked him to leave. He promised to behave. He was just happy to be invited. I told my fiancé that I might need to leave in a hurry and he would have to come with me when I left. He knows the whole story and he agreed. My father was fine at the beginning. Then the wine came around. I glared at him and shook my head no. He took some, then some more, and then some more. He started getting happy, but that doesn't last. After dinner, there were drinks. As soon as I heard him raise his voice, I asked my fiancé to leave. I faked a stomach problem and we left. The least embarrassing thing he did was piss himself and puke on the lawn. My future mother-in-law is furious. She said that we should have told her that my father has a drinking problem. I said that it wouldn't have been a problem if she hadn't lied to my face about not inviting him. My father's humiliated that he did this. I'm just numb. My uncle has no problem controlling my dad. He's a cop and he's come to several events with my dad where he kept him from drinking. My older brother's wedding, for example. But he lives in another city. He would have been at the wedding. I'm just angry that she lied and I'm embarrassed. And I'm venting here because I need someone to tell me that I'm not the jerk for not wanting to tell people my father is like this. Don't worry. You're not the jerk. As you said, Everyone who encountered this behavior was embarrassed. He was, your mother-in-law, and I'm sure you know this embarrassment having seen it dozens of times before. As you said, you're just numb to it at this point, but she should have respected your wishes. As she said, a good daughter would want her father there on this special day. So maybe there's a reason that you didn't want to invite him. And maybe it has nothing to do with you being a bad daughter. Honestly, your mother-in-law just brought this on herself. I'm sorry you had to go through this embarrassment though. Hey, at least now she knows. And I'm sure watching them interact at the wedding will be interesting. My wife's cleaning demands are getting a little out of control. I had a major fight with my wife a few hours ago, and I strongly think I'm in the right. But she's so angry, I almost feel like I'm the crazy one. I'll provide context. I married my wife three years ago, but we've been together for six. One important thing to note is she's extremely clean. I regret not moving in together until we married, because while I knew she was clean, I didn't know the full extent. Let this be a lesson to live with your partner before marriage. She's the reason why our house looks like a model home. She hates dishes in the sink, while I'm content to let them sit for a couple days. She spends her off days scrubbing bathrooms because in her mind they should be cleaned weekly. She doesn't and let me bring my shoes inside and insists I shower immediately when I get home before laying in bed. There are a million more things, but hopefully you have an idea. This didn't start hurting our marriage until we had kids. We have a two-year-old and a one-year-old. I'm a stay-at-home dad. I left work when our youngest was born, and that's when our disagreement on how clean the home needs to be started to get bad. She expects me to do most of the chores now when it used to be primarily her and I wouldn't mind if they were reasonable. She wants the children to have a bath every day, and I think one to three days is fine. She wants all of their toys put away, and I think there's no point when it'll be a mess again. She wants the dishes done daily. She wants all the house bedding washed weekly. She wants me to vacuum weekly. She wants me to mop every three to four days, since in her logic, the kids spend a lot of time playing on the floor, but it's not like they'll get hurt or be sick if I mop every two weeks. Because I don't play along with most of her demands, she ends up being the one to do most of the housework when she gets home or her rare days off. She works 40 to 80 hours a week, so it's a lot, but she does it to herself. I feel what I do is reasonable. This all built up to today. She got home and saw I hadn't washed the dishes and there was still grease and some food on some of the pans and on the countertop. Also, I hadn't yet brought in the trash cans from the previous two days when they were emptied. She flew off the handle, calling me lazy and a slob. She said that she'd like for me to return to work since in her eyes I'm doing a poor job, and used the money to hire a weekly housekeeper and a nanny who wouldn't leave the kids in PJs all day. I got peeved and told her she's crazy and she works herself up over small things, and I will not be leaving my kids with a stranger. She packed a bag for herself and our babies and went to her mom's house. I'm furious. Am I the jerk? Hmm, so again, I feel like this is one where we're only really getting one side of the picture. Let it be stated that I don't have kids, so that makes it a little harder for me to know about some of the stuff going on here. But I understand the idea of wanting to keep a clean house, especially if there's kids around. Kids will put whatever in their mouth. So I don't really know what this stay-at-home dad's day really looks like. It does sound like she wants him to do a decent amount throughout the day, and every few days a few extra tasks. But at the same time, he has a two- and a one-year-old to look after. Things come up throughout the day. I imagine he's not just sitting around on his butt all day long. And when he does have the time to want to sit down and relax, I imagine he wants to take advantage of that. I just feel like there needs to maybe be some compromise here. I don't think either party is 100% right, and both are maybe kind of being jerks. But packing up the kids and heading to your mom's, that's just escalating things. I don't feel it should ever get to that point over something like dirty dishes. Despite being their designated driver, I decided to ditch my boyfriend and his friends. I'm a 33-year-old female and my boyfriend is a 33-year-old male. We've been dating for about 4 years. He's a big football fan and he has a tradition of meeting up with his high school friends at a bar for the Super Bowl every year. It's often the only time in a year he gets to see some of these friends because they're busy with their families and life. I don't like football. So, I'm happy to drop him off somewhere, have an evening to myself, and pick him up when he's ready to come home. He tends to go hard with the alcohol when he's out with this group. Last night, my boyfriend texted me that he was almost ready to be picked up, so I headed to the bar. He wasn't as ready as he made it seem, so I ended up going in and sitting down with them while everyone finished their round of drinks. He was pretty drunk and started getting handsy in a way that I wasn't comfortable with out in public, so I politely asked him to stop. I didn't want to make a scene, so I leaned in to whisper in his ear, asking to stop he got angry and whispered back you should consider yourself lucky that i'm going home with you i could go home with any woman here if i wanted to he couldn't but he's always been a dreamer i was taken aback as he's never said anything like that to me before i get he was drunk but still anger set in and i excused myself as if i was going to the bathroom i ended up leaving and texted him to let him know that i left Unfortunately, he had arranged for me to drive two of his friends home too. Wouldn't have been an issue, but he also hadn't communicated that with me. Instead of calling an Uber or taxi like I assumed he would, one of his friends called his wife. The wife had to wake their toddler up to go and pick them up. My boyfriend was furious when he came home and still is this morning. He slept on the couch and we had an argument before he left for work. He says I embarrassed him by just up and leaving. He aggressively denies saying what he did. Doesn't recall getting handsy and insists that he wasn't that drunk last night. I also got an angry text from the wife saying that I was a jerk for leaving them drunk and stranded, forcing her to wake up her toddler to go and pick them up. She also had a vague, passive-aggressive Facebook post calling me out. Now I'm questioning whether I overreacted. Maybe I should have just brushed off this comment because he was drunk and followed through on the commitment I made. I just felt so disrespected by what he said after I asked him to stop doing something that was making me uncomfortable. So, am I the jerk for leaving him and his friends behind? Uncomfortable would be a good word, I think, to use to describe this situation. First of all, no, I don't think you're a jerk. I think your feelings and reaction are completely understandable. And also, I'm with you. I would have assumed that they would have just called an Uber or taxi. So I feel like the wife turning around and blaming you for that isn't really fair. If anything, she should be mad at her husband, because he could have just called a cab. But yes, what your boyfriend said was very disrespectful. Being a little drunk in public and maybe getting a little playfully handsy with the person you've been with for four years could be forgivable, sure. Now, she asked him to stop, and he turns around with a comment like that and that's where you lose me. I would have turned around and walked out too. Since he seems to think he can get on so well without you, let him try. He obviously didn't end up going home with anyone else that night. Instead, you had him sleeping on the couch. Clearly not quite the alpha male he thinks he is. But I would think regardless of whether he remembers it or not, you guys have been together for four years at this point. He should know that you wouldn't be acting like this if he hadn't seriously screwed up. Guys, in a situation like this, you have to just bite the bullet and say you're sorry. I said that? I'm so sorry. It's not an excuse, but I was so drunk. I just honestly don't remember. I understand why you would be hurt by me saying that. I'm very sorry. Something as simple as that can go a long way. All you have to do is acknowledge your significant other's feelings, even if you were so drunk that you don't remember what you did to make them feel that way. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.